You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. We want to pray for the, the Lord to protect them. How many know it's very important that our, our kids are protected? Especially what goes on today, amen, of so many things that have happened in our school systems, amen, throughout, uh, throughout the years, amen. Uh, we don't want anything happening in our school district. And I mean that we have power to pray for our kids to protect them, for situations that will rise up. And so we want to pray for God to protect our schools, protect our teachers, protect anyone that will come in with evil intentions, for God to protect them, amen, that God will give us as parents, grandparents, peace of mind. So as you release your kid, amen, we, you have to pray blessings over them. And so we want to honor and we want to pray for God's protection for the entire year. I mean, that he can take care of them for the whole year. That God will just be with them. And so we want to pray for his protection. We also want to pray over our kids a blessing. I mean, it's very important to pray a blessing over your kids. Amen. You, you have to pray a blessing. Amen. It's important that we get involved. Somebody say get involved. <laughs> Come on, get involved. And this, don't, this is not just for parents. I'm, pray, I'm, I'm talking to grandparents. Come on. Grandparents, we think we can just have them, give them back. No. We have to teach them as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm preaching both to the parent and the grandparent that we have a job and an obligation to get involved with our kids to see what they're learning. Come on, somebody, especially in junior high and high school where they're teaching our kids sexual orientation. And orientation, what it is, is, is who you're attracted to. They're teaching these classes in our schools. It's in California. I'm not sure if it's in Nevada yet, amen, that you can, you can be like who you want to like. If your girl likes a girl, that's okay. They're teaching this to our kids that this is okay to figure you out. Hello. They just say, go ahead, experience. Check it out. Find out what's for you. Amen. What are you attracted to? And sometimes it's not even an attraction to people. It, 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 it's, it's, I'm telling you, this is what's going on in our nation today. And how many know you need to get involved with your kids to see what they're hearing? Amen. Also, sexual gender. Come on, somebody. What you feel. If you feel like a girl, be a girl. Now, you can be a guy and not be homosexual and still wear dresses. And there's certain things that are going on in our school that they're saying it's okay to experience all this stuff, but it's going on in our schools. And we need to understand that, church. And we need to re learn how to reach out to these people. We have to reach out to them with the love of God, amen, and understand them. But this is what there's going, that it's a law that they, they're able to teach our kids that. Which, which we, we need to teach them the truth. And we need to help them in, in this area. And so, uh, you know, uh, everything, and the thing is with, with this church, and I'll get it with it later on, we need to learn how to reach these people. Every group. God died for all 
Somebody say all. He died for everyone. And, and sometimes we're so closed off to this group that, that we don't know how to reach them. And how many know that sin is sin? Whether you came out of drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, it's no different from homosexuality or anything else. People are trying to figure out who they are. Everyone is looking for an identity. And we got to understand that our identity is in Christ. We are children of God. That is for everyone. And we, we need to learn how to reach them and understand them and hear their story. They have a story, guys. They, they have something. We, and you need to understand them. Okay, how, why? And so this is what they teach in schools right now. So how many know it's important for us to get involved? We, we really need to get a hold of this and, 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 and understand what's being taught in our schools and then sit down and teach your kids. Don't, don't just say it's, it's wrong and that, that's it. Teach them why. Show them why. And at the same time, how to still love them and reach them and not isolate yourself against them. But how to be open to them to share the love of God. Because the only way that we can win the lost, guys, is with love. Love wins every single time. Can somebody say amen? Love will reach everyone. Love will reach out. Love conquers all things. It keeps no records of wrong. Not, not that we embrace it, but we, we, we know how, to, we know how to, 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 to grab a hold of it and how not to be afraid of it, but to, 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 to reach any type of thing that's out there, amen, and love them with God and win them over. Can somebody say amen? Also, we, if you never dedicated your child to the Lord, we want to do that as well today. Come on. Uh, I've instructed the, the ushers and the, uh, and the usherettes to, and the teachers to bring their kids in at the end of our service. So those that are in the middle class and the older class will come back into our service at the end where we want to pray for all our kids. Can somebody say amen? Come on. That we as a church must value and reach out to our next generation. Come on. We have to reach out to the next generation. Amen. If we don't teach them, listen, if we don't leave them something, if we don't pass something down to them and value them, we will lose a generation. Come on. Your kids matter. Can somebody say amen? Come on. If you got kids, they, they, you, they should matter. Amen. They, they are the next generation following us. It's going to take whatever our world's going in. And so we have to teach them something. Amen. If we've got to pass something down to them. One of our things that, that we must do as a church and that we must do as parents is to dedicate our kids, but also pray blessing over our kids. Can somebody say amen? So let's look at baby dedication, amen. We don't believe or we don't practice, amen, baby baptism. Uh, we believe that baptism is a declaration of a person who has repented from their sins, as I was saying earlier about water baptisms, amen, that we'll have at the end of the month, that uh, repented from their sins, amen, that means that they turn around, they stop doing what they were doing, amen. They start living a life for God, amen, and, give, and have given their lives to Jesus Christ, amen. Baptism is making a public declaration in front of people, in front of your peers, in front of your uh, family, in front of your church, amen, of a decision of that I'm bearing this old man in its old ways and I'm coming up as a new person and alive in Christ, amen, to walk in his ways. Now, we know that the baby don't have any old ways, Right? When they come in. But how many know that we are all born into sin? Our kids, everyone is born into sin. We're all sinners. 
Amen. Because of Adam, until we believe in Christ, then we have salvation. You can look at that in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. You can read on that. It shows that, amen, that we are all sinners. and We all fall short of God's glory. Even our kids, amen. But, but, but until we start to believe in Christ, until we get an understanding and knowledge of Christ, then water baptism comes in, amen, that we make a declaration, amen, that we believe that all babies go to heaven. Not just dogs, <laughs> but all babies go to heaven, amen. Luke chapter 18, 15 and 16, this is where Jesus says, let all children, somebody say all children, let all children come unto him. We know that Christ loves kids. He loves children, amen, and they, all children belong to him. In 2 Samuel 15 to 20, uh, 23, this is after David's baby dies. This is the baby that he had on the adultery that he had with Bathsheba, amen. He fell into sin, amen. The child that was due from that pregnancy, that child died. But, but David makes a statement in 2 Samuel 12 that he will see his son in the afterlife. So meaning that all babies go to heaven. Are, are you understanding me? Amen. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 14 it says, as believing parents, you have any believing parents in this place? As believing parents, a child is sanctified by a Christian parents. You being saved covers your kids that, that don't have an understanding who Christ is yet. Are you understanding? Same thing as a, a, a saved wife sanctifies an unsaved husband. And vice versa, a saved wife sanctifies an unsaved husband, protects him. Amen. Not that he's saved and goes to heaven, but, but there's a covering over that man. My wife covered me for 10 years when I was lost. Amen. That brought me back to the Lord. Amen. There's a decision. I still got to make that decision. Amen. But there's a sanctification that covers us. Can somebody say amen? Come on. But we do believe and practice baby dedications. Dedicating our children unto the Lord. In Luke chapter 2, if you turn there, amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 21 to 22. I'm going to read that scriptures, those couple of scriptures there. And it says on the eighth day, somebody say eighth day. When it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus. The name, of the, the name the angel of the Lord gave him before he was conceived. When the time came for purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, speaking of Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Amen. See, they, we see here that they presented Christ. They presented Jesus, amen, they, they dedicated him unto the Lord, which means to be set apart for divine use, amen. Set apart, amen, for kingdom purposes. We dedicate our kids because we need to set them apart. Can somebody say amen? As Christian parents, amen, uh, that we need to set them apart, amen. We, we need to, to set them apart to, for them to fulfill their call, and their destiny in the kingdom of God. See, when you dedicate your children, you're telling the devil, devil, you're not going to have my son. You're not going to have my daughter. I'm setting them apart for kingdom purposes, not for your use. 
See, you, you gotta, you, this is important that we as parents understand the dedication to our kids, amen. When we dedicate them to the Lord, we are setting them apart and we're telling the devil, you're not going to have my son. You're not going to have my daughter, amen. You're, you're, they, this, he or she belongs to God. And it's, it's purpose and was created to be used for kingdom business. So get out of my business, devil. Come on. Some of you parents need to get, you got, you got to understand, you got to pray this over your children. We got to dedicate them, amen, to set apart. You got to set them apart. That's what it means when you dedicate, amen, for them to use their talents, their gifts, and abilities in the local church or the bride, amen, in order for them to be the voice. How many know that they're our next voice? They are the next voice for our generation. They are the next Johns. They are the next Pauls and Sauls. They're the next preachers. They're the, the next Billy Grahams. They're the next everything, church. It rests on the next generation. And so we have to set our kids apart and dedicate them in order to be that voice. Come on. Do you see your son or daughter being someone for God? Come on, I, I see my kids as worshipers and leaders and preachers and teachers, amen. Whatever God has for them, amen. You've got to see purposes in your kids, church. And so you have to set them apart and say, God, I dedicate my son. I dedicate. Give him away. Wasn't the prophet Samuel set apart? Right? She, she, she weeped for a son, Amen was buried, amen. He says, if, if you give me a child, what did, what, what did she say? I'll give them back to you. I'll dedicate them. See, we got to give our kids back to the Lord, church. We like to rule over them. We like to make them mini-me's. <laughs> Come on. I see mini-me's, hallelujah. Come on, I see your sons walk in with the same cut like your, your dad. There's nothing wrong with that, church. But how many know that we need to have them mimic God? We, we, need, to, we need to raise them up. We need to set them apart. God, this is your child. Thank you for, I will take care of them. I got a responsibility, but I'm setting them apart. I'm giving them back to you for your purposes. They have to discover who they are. But you got to teach them God. Can somebody say amen? Psalms 56, 13 says that I may walk before the Lord in the light of day. Or the light of life. Proverbs chapter 22, 6, the King James, uh, New King James Version says this. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You got to train them up. You need to disciple them. Hello? Come on. We, you, you're going to hear the word disciple come out of this pulpit so many times that you're going to understand what discipleship is. We, we need to get back to discipleship. We need to get back, not just teaching, I'm discipling my son. I'm discipling my grandkid. I'm discipling them. He says what? Go into all the world and what? Make, he said go make Christians. Go make churchgoers. Come on, go make, not many me's. <laughs> go make disciples. Disciples of who? Jesus Christ. Teach them the ways that they understand the law. They understand everything. Amen. Make them disciples of Christ. Amen. Train them up. Train them. Show them the way. Disciple them. Come on. When they get old, church, when they get old, they will not depart. How many know that, you know what? Uh, you know, anything that we do for the Lord is never in vain. 
And you showing up today is not in vain, even though it doesn't, whatever happens, it's up to you what happens tomorrow. But whatever you do for the Lord, you being here, you doing the right thing for that moment in time, anything that you do in the Lord is never in vain. Our children may wander off a bit. Anybody had kids that wandered off? Amen. I have a son that's wandered off a bit. Amen. Come on. They may even get caught up in the world. Amen. But when they get old in the scriptures, it says, come on. When they get old, when they start to grow up. Amen. When they start to mature in their mind. Amen. They will not depart from it, but come back to it, church. You got to understand as you teach them. Amen. When they get old. Old doesn't mean getting old in age. Old is when you grow up. Your spirit man grows up. It says uh, when they get old, uh, when they mature, amen, our kids will come back. Thus saith the Lord. Come on, somebody. I I hold that, amen. I believe that in my oldest son, uh, that my son will go back because he knows he was trained up in the ways of God, amen. And when he gets old, when he finally grows up in his mind, When he matures in his spirit, my son's coming back home because he's been trained up. He's been trained up. When he gets old, that's the key word, church. You got to look at old means when you finally mature yourself as a man of God or a woman of God. That's when you will not depart from it. Let me tell you, I went away. I grew up in, in, in a house, amen, where I had a praying mom, amen, and, and I grew up in church, amen, and, and seen all kinds of things. I, I, I know I've seen the Holy Spirit moved, amen, and so I know that I was trained up, but I, I, I diverted. But when I got old, come on, when, when I finally matured, when I finally thought, what the heck am I doing here? I'm going back to the Father's house, amen. Uh, the devil ripped me off, amen. Uh, you know what? I, and I finally grew up in my mind and said, what am I doing? And I went back home. You'll come back? Who said that? No? Am I hearing things? He'll come back. Well, that was God. He'll come back. Remember the, the story of the prodigal son? Wasn't he trained up? Come on, this was a good father. It doesn't say anything about a mother at the time. Of course, a mother was involved because the kids had to come through the mom. But, but the mom was not mentioned in the story for whatever reason. But it talks about a dad, amen. I know that he was trained up. I know that he was taught how to read the word of God. I know that he was taught how to pray. I know that he was discipled by his dad. And he wandered off and said, you know what? Give me my my share of my inheritance. I'm I'm, I'm going out. I'm old enough to experience some things, amen. You know what? I'm going to go out for a bit. How many know that he got caught up? Come on, he got caught up with loose Living, amen. Worldly living, amen. He was caught up, amen. And he spends everything. The world will suck everything out of you, church. This son, everything, the world finally got to him and he sucks everything out. And he loses everything and he ends up what? In a pig pen. And the Bible says in Luke 15, 17, when he came to his senses. Come on, somebody. You got to catch this. When he came to, in other words, when he started to grow up. Come on, when he started to mature as a man, amen, when he came to his senses, he says, why am I here when my father has so many things for me that I lose everything? I'm going to go back to the father. Train up a child. 
Train up your child where they go. Even if they depart, when they get 18, church, they're going to do whatever they want to do. Come on. This guy's already smiling over here. (laughs) But if you train them up well, father, if you train them up well, mother, amen, then you're going to have to trust God from there on. Come on, you're going to say, oh, I did my part. I I trained them up. And the word of God says that when they depart, amen, when you train them, they will not depart from the word of God when they get old. They're going to have to experience life. And hopefully they don't just take it and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, amen. Hopefully they just learn from that and say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Come on, there's kids that have grown up in the church, amen, that didn't experience, didn't have to go all that because they already tasted the goodness of God. But if they leave, you got to know that I did my job. you got to train them up. If you haven't, then you got to worry. But you got to train them up. You're going to say, I'm dedicating my child to the Lord. As parents, I'm, God, they're for your, your purposes, your kingdom, not my ideas. There's so much pressure with kids, with fathers of kids, amen, they force them to be that football star that they never were. It's It's true. They pressure them. and You see movies, they're there. Get up! And the child, the child says, man, I just want to play with my, my friends. I don't want to be doing push-ups all day. We, we mess up our kids so much. Instead of saying, what do you want to do, son? What do you want to do, daughter? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do for God? We want to just make them to our little mini-me's or what we couldn't be. To say, look at my son, look what I've done. Train them up, church. Because when they get old, all that other stuff will just push them away from you. Come on, we see movies. They, get, they grow up hating their fathers. What you do grows up loving the father. Are you you're getting a hold of that? Some of you guys just missed that. Like, well, what do you say? You do what you do, they'll grow up loving the Father. They may go off from the Father, and they may get lost away, but they'll come back home. The other man, the other boy, the other girl, you're pushing them away. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with getting them involved and letting them know if they like it. <laughs> Sometimes they're playing football, and I hate football. <laughs> I want to play baseball. There's no money in baseball. <laughs> That's how parents think. They say, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And then support them in that. I've always supported my kids with where they're at. And then I pray the Lord change it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I may not tell them I don't like it, but I say, Lord, you know that's not it, Right? <laughs> Because we know for our kids, and I'm talking kingdom purposes. I'm not talking job or education and all that. All that's all good, church. But we got to train them up. Got to train them up, church. Let them not get too caught up in the world. People start going, going, start making money. Guess what? They forget about God. We got to train them up. That that wealth comes from God. Freely you receive, freely give, but he can give it 
and he can take it away at any time. Sometimes we think, well, we got it. We don't need, I don't need you no more. We're cool. And so many people come back, just like this kid right here that lost everything. Comes back and says, I, I lost it. But he came to his senses. He got old. He grew up. He matured and went back to the father. Train your child up. And when they, where they go, when they grow up, when they mature, when they come to their senses, they're going to remember the words that you taught them. And that will bring them back home. So you got to set them apart, church. Give it to the Lord. Say, this is my son, my daughter belongs to you. And somebody say amen. <coughs> we also have to pray blessings over our kids. And this is what we're going to do today. We're going to dedicate, we're going to bless our kids. Speaking blessing over your children nurtures their security. It puts them in, in their, they puts them and gives them confidence. It puts hope in their future. It stores it into their young hearts and their young minds. Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26 says this, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Here God is instructing Moses to speak a blessing over the children of Israel. Come on. Now if God believed that it was good for the children of Israel, don't you think it's important that we as parents pray over our children as well and pray blessings over them? See, your, your kids, your children need your blessing. No matter who they are or what they have done, amen, they face a lot of challenges today. Challenges that I have never faced as a child. Challenges that you, if you're older here, amen, have never faced as a child, amen. There's pressures, there's temptations at their schools, in their daily lives. Now, you got sex, gender, amen, and sexual orientation, amen. And so they need all the prayer. They need your blessings. Especially the, the teen years, amen. Uh, sometimes our kids uh, feel so that they're being put down in the schools, uh, tore up, amen, discouraged uh, by those other voices around them. Uh, at this time, uh, you got to understand a child's always, they're trying to form their identity, amen, because uh, everyone's looking for an identity. Everyone's trying to look who am I? What, 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 who am I? What, who, what do I do? And stuff like this, amen. So they're uncertain about their worth, comparisons to other teens. Their self-esteem gets hit. In a world where there's a growing conflict, amen, and opposition to God and his ways, amen, especially today, our kids can be pressured into believing things they've never believed before. Get them to open their minds and say, maybe, when they know it's wrong. See, we're seeing it today, church, where the Bible says in the last days, it will turn a truth into a lie and a lie into a truth. What we knew, us growing up, was sin. Now, well, it's not sin no more. It's the truth. No, no, that, that was net, that, that was wrong. Now, it's okay now. Has God changed? The Bible does say what? He's the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. So it doesn't change. He's not, he's not going to change uh, and say, you know what? Uh, 
that sin's okay now. Go for it. Have fun. It's not going to change. And so these are going on. So we got to teach our kids. And so there's the pressure going on where, you're, where they start to think, well, you know what, there is no God. Or there is nothing like this. Or you know what, uh, if God is really God, then he, he would understand this. And this is how I feel or whatever it is. Now, you know, he's a God of love, isn't he? And so they try to twist it and say it's okay now. And they get pressured into doing things or experiencing things. Not that we didn't have pressure growing up ourselves, but it's, it's not like today, church. So how many know that you need to pray blessing over your kids? You need to get involved with your kids. You need to set your kids apart and, 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 and dedicate them unto the Lord. There's even persecution now that we see today of even saying, I live for Christ. Kids don't want to say that in their schools, amen, because they get ridiculed and fun at and make fun at, you know, instead of being bold and saying, this is who I am. You declare who you are, this is who I am, you know. We're losing our identity as children of God. And we're called uh, haters and we're called, uh, I mean, do you know that everything right now is attacked towards the church? It's, it's nothing else. It's only the church they're attacking. We're the bad people now. Where we used to be the good people. Now we're the bad ones. Oh, you, 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 you're so, you're so mine, your, your mind is just one sight. They, 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 they tear us down, church. And if you don't know your doctrine, and you're not well educated, you're not discipled right, you're gonna, let me tell you, you'll get sucked in too. There's so many churches, amen, that, that are turning and, and not preaching the truth. And so many things that are being turned right now because of a popular demand. By, by, by not, being, not offending anyone, and all these other things, being politically correct, church, we need to understand who we are because we're losing our identity. And so being a Christian is not popular no more. So we need to be a disciple. <laughs> That's who you are, really. You are a disciple of Jesus Christ. When you put disciple, then you know what? You follow a teacher, and that teacher is Jesus. Christianity, if you just say Christian, that, that's a broad, broad thing. But you got to say, I'm a disciple. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I've been trained up, I've been taught. And then we are to go make more disciples. And the ones that you need to disciple are the ones that we're losing, our kids. Let me tell you, somebody else is discipling them to do the wrong. Because there's disciples of Satan that are out there. And so you need to teach your kids that way they can recognize when that other voice comes at them. And no, that's the liar. That's the fraud. That's the fake. That's the one that the Word of God tells me about. So we, we have to teach our kids, church. Is it okay I take a little time with our kids here? To educate ourselves as parents and grandparents of what we need to do? Because this next year, church, is very important. And you can say, ah, they're just going to school. Then you're really just handing 
Don't hand them over to Satan. Don't hand them over to the world. They're going to walk into the world, church. But they don't have to be of the world. You as parents and grandparents need to teach them that. I, I mean, I fall short in that, church. I, I got convicted. Recently, the guy said, you know what? You need to spend time with your, your grandson. I got convicted. And I taught him things in the past. Don't get me wrong. I pray for my grandson. But you know what? I, I said, you got to disciple him. I had a little Bible study with him, me and him. And it, was kind of, it was cool. And he got involved. I thought he was going to just shut me down and say, no, nah, I don't want to. But he was like, go for it. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and we sat there for like a little 10-minute Bible study, five minutes. And went over the, the Ten Commandments and the one, honor thy father and thy mother. What does that mean, grandson? You got to listen or I get hit. <laughs> and I said, no, no. Well, here it comes because of disobedience, amen. But honor means, and so I tell him what honor means and what obey means. But there's a blessing. That's, that, that is the first Ten Commandments that has a, a, one of the commandments that, that has a promise to it. What's the promise? What's the promise when you honor your father and your mother? You live a long life. I said, I told Jaden, don't you want to live long? Yeah, then honor them. Okay. I mean, nobody wants to live a short life, but if you honor them, there's a blessing that comes with it. Your life is extended. There's blessings. There's life. There's growth. But then you teach them that. And then, so I taught them a little Bible study real quickly. I said, God, I got to disciple my grandson. It's not just mama's. It's her, their responsibility and dad's responsibility. But you know what? It's also my responsibility as a grandparent. Not just to spoil them. Not just to love on them and give them kisses, but to disciple them and to teach them and to part inside of them to know who Jesus is. See, Satan works overtime to draw them away, church, from living a right relationship with Christ. But we can fight against those things, church. How? By making our homes a sanctuary. Come on, by keeping it holy inside our homes. So if we're teaching them holiness, guess what? Holiness has to be in your home. So if you're watching some, some foul movies, amen, you got to get rid of it. you got to keep it holy, church. If you're, if you're talking wrong language at home, you got to keep it holy. Otherwise, we're telling them, do what I say, not what I do. So we, 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 we do this, amen, by keeping our home set. That way they're not confused. See, sometimes they're not getting confused what's in the world. They're getting confused what's in your home. Well, that this, they're over here like this in church. And, Dad, you're, you're not like what you're saying over there when we're at home. You're a different, you're a different dad. That's why when, I, when, 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 when couples are going through stuff, I always go to the wife because the wife always rats them out. The husband would say, yeah, everything's cool, Pastor. Everything's cool, man. The wife says, no, nah, man, you should hear him, man. We've been having a message, yeah. We got to get things right inside our homes, church. We got to make him a sanctuary. We got, by surrounding our kids with love and encouragement, not scolding. 
We're so good at school. And we, come on, and we think our kids know what's best for them because they're, they're raised in the home. They, they know what the Lord. They come to church. You think they should know, but no, they got to teach them. Just like you take time to teach the stranger or the brother and sister here, we don't do that with our own kids, amen. We lose our temper, amen. We don't have the patience. But we can have patience with the one that just barely walked in that we don't even know. And we're sharing our love. Like, man, you know, do it out because we want to be cool. Then our child's going through something like, get, get, get right. Get, let's go, go to your room. And we don't even teach them anything. We say, you should know best. No, they don't. They're learning from you. Teach them. Teach them. Surround them with love and encouragement. This will help, their, help them thrive in confidence. I want my kids to be confident of who they are. We do it by incorporating scriptures into blessings. Speaking them over your children. Discipling them. Like I said, having a Bible study with them. Amen. Not only reinforces your love for them, but the Father's love and his good intentions for them too as well. See, when you're demonstrating the love, you're showing that love. You're actually showing the love of the Father and his good intentions for them that God wants to bless them and give them a long life to live. When they're young and little babies still or, or, you know, still that you're still tucking them in bed and getting ready for bed, as they go to sleep, pray a blessing over them. Don't just slam the door and shut the light. Go to sleep. Come on, pray a blessing over Let God's word of truth ring inside their ears the last things that they hear before they go to sleep. Praying scripture is the greatest offensive weapon that we have against Satan's attack on our kids, church. It's the greatest way to protect them. Prayer works, church. Come on. I said prayer works. Hallelujah. God moves in prayer. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that you can turn into blessings that you can pray over your family. Let me give you a couple to help you out and start out. Things that you can lay your, your, uh, your hands on your child, whether you place it on their head or their shoulder while you're pouring out blessings upon their life. I have prayed these blessings over my kids for some time. Even though my, my kids that have gone out and, and now have their own home, amen, I always pray for my sons. I always pray for my daughters. I have two daughters now. I always pray for my grandsons and my granddaughter. I pray for godly spouses for my son who's not married yet, amen, and for my grandkids, amen, for their future spouses. This is something I pray every day. God, send my, my granddaughter a good man of God, amen. Otherwise, I'm going to beat someone up, amen. Hallelujah. I pray for godly spouses, amen, for my grandsons, uh, you know, that God bring, 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 bring a, a good woman, uh, bring a good man to my, to, to my kids. Ushers, I want to go, go ahead and grab the kids, amen, and start to bring them in. Them now all rushed, I'm real quiet. They can come and tell them to sit with their moms or parents that are here, grandparents. Here, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that you can turn into blessings as you pray over your children. It's found in Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. 
And I want you to put your name of your child in front of this prayer. You know, Nick, Sharice, Brandon, Desiree, Jaden, Max, Lene. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. This is a scripture that you can get, amen, that you can turn around and pray a blessing over your child. Put your child's name in front of the scripture and say, Lord, may you bless, may, you, may he bless you, may he protect you, may he smile on you, may he be gracious to you, uh, may you show him favor and give him peace or give her peace. Another one's found in Psalms 121, verse 7 and 8. Like I said, you put your child's name in front of it. And you say, Lord, will you keep, uh, Lord, will keep you from all harm as you trust in him. May he watch over your life as coming, both your coming and your going now and forever. I always pray this for my kids. God, bless my kids coming and coming out. Blessings going in, blessings coming out. God, give them favor. God, wherever they go, let them have favor. God, whatever they touch and they put their hands to, let it multiply. Let it increase. You, you got to pray this over your children. Kids can come in. They can just sit with their parents, go grab, go spot grandma, mom, dad. Say, come on. Because they need to be with their, their, their children. Their parents, I mean. It's all right. Their kids, amen, they run. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, if I got out and I was a kid, mom! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Don't you get all goofy when you see mom and dad when you're a kid? Put your child's name in that, in front of that, amen. Lord will keep you. You say, God, I pray for protection. God, I pray that no harm touches my son, my daughter. No harm. I pray that they will learn to trust in you, Lord. Father, watch over their lives as they go to work. Watch over their lives as they're driving the streets here. Watch over them, Lord, and bring them back home safely, God. I want my son, I want my grandkids to come home safely. Protect them from any evil. You name your child, you pray a blessing over them. These are a couple that I'm giving you. They're scriptures. You look through Proverbs. You look through Psalms. You can pray scriptures over your kids. Do you love them? It takes work, church. Otherwise, all you're saying is too much work. And so if you say it's too much work, guess what? You're handing them over to the enemy. Because he is very faithful. Listen, he is very faithful to disciple your child. He has people trained up to teach them the ways. And so you got to spend some time and say, God, this is my son. This is my daughter. You've got, you got to take ownership. This is my son that you gave me that now I hand it over to you. But God, it's my job to train them and disciple them. God, I, I, can't just, I just can't just hand it over to the church. I can't just hand it over to somebody when it's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. Don't blame the church if your child goes wrong. 
Come on, don't blame anyone. You got to blame yourself. And when they're old, let them go. But if you train them right, guess what? When they get old, when they come to their senses, they're coming back home. Why? Because there was a dad and mom that invested, a grandma and grandpa that invested in their life. And those words and those things that you do are not in vain, church. They'll always come home to the truth. No matter how far they got off. I, I mean, I hit rock bottom, church, and God still rescued me. God will rescue your child. God will rescue your kid. Amen. I'm here to let you know you're going to have to trust God. Once you do your job, God, you already, you already set them apart. Don't worry. Didn't you pray a blessing of protection? Didn't you pray a, a blessing, amen, that God and nothing happened to them? You got to trust God that nothing's going to happen to them. Just like Brother Ray was saying, why are you going to worry? If you worry, then you're, you're not really trusting God. Worry means you don't trust God. Now, I know that worry sometimes is part of our character, and we all worry. But we, we got we to get it right. We get worried for that moment. What are we going to do? All that? Okay, let's pray. You go back to God. You get back on your knees, and you start to trust him, just like you told your kids to trust in him. Worry is part of it. Worry is part of our character. So it's, it's an emotion. And we all have to deal with it, but we don't have to stay in it. Come on, somebody. Come on, we, we, we know the truth. We, we know the way, amen. We, co we come to our senses at times as Christians. Come on, as mature Christians, amen, sometimes we lose our mind. Come on, somebody. We start worrying. We start, ah, I give up. You ever saw a Christian that was serving God for a long time, amen? He says, I quit. And they say, no, I really don't quit. <laughs> you come to your senses. Ah, I want a divorce. Actually, we shouldn't even let those words come out of our mouth. You just say, ah, I don't like him right now. <laughs> That's okay. Amen. It's going to be all right. Sometimes we think it's not going to work out, but this is where trust comes, church. You do your part, then you're going to have to trust God to do his. Otherwise... You're not trusting at all. And when you're not trusting in God, guess who you're trusting in? <laughs> Let me tell you, there's only, there's only two entities here, guys. It's the devil and God. That's it. There is no in-between. I mean, you have the ultimate choice. There's the devil, you, and God. But if you're not trusting in here, you're trusting over here. You're trusting into the lie. Learn who you're trusting, church. Make your mind up. Serve God. We're going to bring up the, who's dedicating their child today? I want you guys to come ahead and come up. Come up right here. Front facing. Bring your child up here.